a very warm welcome to the best podcast in the world. A very warm welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. My very favorite co-host, Rato, the boss, Bossich, is here with me. And my name is Nick Tibusek. And today we would like to present to you the very, very great topic of more is always better. Mm. Good morning, everyone. This is a lovely Friday morning, 9.30. And today we're going to do more because more is always better. We need to do more training days, more trainings during a day. We need more intensity. We need more sets. We need more exercises. We need the junk volume and intensity to grow. And today we're going to talk about that. Rado, how are you doing? How is your your more doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. It's also a lovely morning here in Munich. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the more you do, do the better you get, right? Of course. I mean, that's that's a classic saying um, that most probably all of us had in our head, you know, and. I remember myself also in the past uh, when writing my own training programs, I was trying to manage everything and get everything into the program, have as many exercises as possible to tackle every possible issue. Oh, yeah. And this was also going into an extreme where I had too much stuff. And because I had too much stuff, um, I basically didn't see the progress that I wanted to. So... Yeah, today we're going to talk about that. Is it really the case that more exercises or more training days or whatever is better? Um, in our experience, uh, that tends not to be the case. So, yeah, just a spoiler <laughs> alert uh, right from the start. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> All right. Um, mo- mo- most people, uh, when, when they begin their journey, they're really hyped up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm so hyped up. I really want to tackle that. I'm going to train every day in the week because the more often I train, the better I progress. Because when I train more, it helps me more. And that's what a lot of people think. And I was exactly like that. I was training seven days a week. And I was like, but why do I don't progress like other people? And they are making more rest days and all that stuff they're doing less than me why are they progressing better than me and i was i never understood that and (laughs) i think i i was i was at one point where i did daily doubles like training in the morning training in the evening doing doing two times a day my training it didn't even help and then i thought all right then yeah well then then i need to train harder if, if that doesn't help, I need to train harder. Of course, when I train harder, I will, of course, have more progress. And what happened? What was, what was the thing? I did more. I did it harder. I crashed myself absolutely into a wall. <laughs> the, the classic. Nothing wow. happened. And I, 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 didn't, I didn't progress. And that was, was such a such a 
thing for me because I never understood the why. Why am I not progressing if I do it so hard? And I think that the the, the issue with that was I, n- I didn't understand that more is not always better. Mm. I mean, this is not like the saying of Barney Stinson, new is always better. <laughs> 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 For all the How I Met Your Mother fans out there. <laughs> um, the, the issue with that is you fatigue yourself into the ground. I was I was always so fatigued. I was always tired. I was I was completely done. And and I didn't even realize it because I didn't know what was normal. Mm-hmm. The interesting part of that is um when you know how it feels when you're completely done, it's, it was I, I had my my uh, vaccine for for this this lovely Rona thing, and uh, when when I had my my second shot, it was exactly that feeling like I was completely done. Like like I had such a hard training session yesterday, and I think um, that that's what all the the let's call them civil guys <laughs> always feel oh it's such a hard hard thing with that i'm so done with that because they don't know how it feels when you're really wrecked <laughs> but, but maybe maybe that was just my experience but that was what i thought at the moment just a little side story for that all right um jumping into into uh the the topic of more is always better um actually i i would tackle the the thinking of that by why should it be better um what we know usually is uh when we go into science the body always needs time to recover i think everybody knows that and everybody thinks when i recover harder i can easily recover everything Rado, what is your experience with when you went harder in a session? How did you recover? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically the recovery process, if you're a natural lifter, hopefully, uh, doesn't occur as fast as you think it does, especially after you do big movements that, you know, just activate the whole body and use these big muscle groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, those movements, uh, like, they require a lot of a lot more time to recover from. Like, for example, a squat, you will need definitely more time to recover from than a bicep curl. You know? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, basically having that in mind is really important uh, because then you actually kind of have to restrict yourself in how much you do on that. And don't have so much freedom to actually do more of it. Um, so how much you do definitely depends on the movement itself. So you have to keep that in mind when doing the exercise selection and also um, choosing the frequency for an exercise. Mm-hmm. Would you say there is a difference in between strength and hypertrophy work? Uh, yeah, sure. Because automatically when you are in a hypertrophy uh, rep range, that tends to limit the amount of weight that you can use and it definitely fatigues your system in a different way. 
uh, it's more of a metabolic stress. And when it comes to uh, strength work, uh, you're definitely in the higher range of intensities. This is more mechanical stress, uh, which is also more connected to the uh, central central nervous system. And yeah, stuff like that simply takes time to recover. All right. So, yeah. what what is what is to to look for when we um, have have this the thinking of more is always better. The, the more often you train, let let's say you train seven days a week. Would you would you always train at your complete complete limit? But of course not. You know that's definitely not a smart decision because. Like you can maybe survive the first week, the second week you will probably be done already, and then in the third one you will have to deload, you know. And you don't want to deload too often because that takes away from the gains that you can actually make. You know? The more often that you deload, the less potential you have to progress from the overload, and because of that, you can progress in the long term so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so, want to actually minimize the amount of deloads that you do, you know. That doesn't mean you have to have blocks that are 12 weeks long. Exactly. Yeah. Not not all the time. But when you have to deload after one or two weeks, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I've had that. We, we, we all had that. Yeah. Everybody who experienced a little bit of time and training and going into this programming and periodization stuff a little bit more will experience that stuff. And it, that's completely normal. And everybody who's jumping into, into intensities will always also experience that. So um, what we now realize is when you, when you do more frequency, you can't do that much intensity. Is that true? Yeah. Right. Would you say you can do more volume on a given day or is it um, the overall volume that comes up a little bit higher when you train every day? Yeah, I think that you always need to have the bigger picture in mind and always have, uh, always manage this weekly amount of volume that you want to do and then spread it across the week, you know? Um, so what more frequency gives you is more opportunity to do more volume, but then you also have to account, are you able to recover from it, you know? So, I would definitely still aim to do the volume that you are able to recover from and make, make good gains with, but just spread it across those seven days, say. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would only make your sessions a last shorter. You know? a, lot, a lot. A lot. A lot shorter, yeah. What would you say? How, how do you find out what's the best one for you? It, you know, it's trial and error. You have to experiment with it. Uh, sometimes, I mean, I would definitely start on the lower end and see how you respond to that. And this stuff takes time. You, know? you can't find that out in one training block. Just like start from the lower end and then simply increase over time. Maybe got get up to the higher end of it and see how you respond to that. And if it wrecks you, if it's not sustainable in the long term, then you definitely are somewhere below that. And then you have to still experiment with it until they actually find what is the best dose of work that you need to put in in order to get the best amount of gains. Yeah. And, and it's for most people, it's somewhere like, uh, I mean, science says 15 to 30 sets per muscle group. Um, so yeah, that's like the 15 set uh, 
Besides for muscle group, it's definitely the starting point for most people. Yeah. Would you say there's a difference when you go um, for more hypertrophy or more um, strength work in, in that? <sighs> that? That like really depends because uh, like in both cases, uh, sets are do play a big role because with strength work, you want to have more sets because it allows you to practice more. So drilling the movement over and over again. This practice aspect is a really big thing in the uh, strength world because, you know, like this neural connection between the brain and the muscle and how much you fire and everything is so important. And then again, for hypertrophy, um, sets are important because they are a way to create stimuli. And in that way, you actually grow. You know? Yeah. Um, so once you get up to a point where you fatigue the muscle and you, I mean, you can't, you can do that maybe with one set, but then you have to be a badass, you know, uh, it's simply a better strategy to implement more sets to get to that fatigue state. Uh, yeah. 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 What is a pretty good rule of thumb is, um, having, having in mind, you want to do somewhere in between 12 to 15 reps at least of an exercise. So um, when it comes to some stuff like I I do my, I don't know, I'm in a peaking phase. I want to do my, my uh, I, I want to do my singles. Then you do some singles, like let it, let it be three singles. And then you do some back off work with maybe okay. triples or something. And when you do three triples, you already had nine Uh, reps and then you maybe had uh, three singles then you're here with uh around about 12 reps all yeah. together of that one given exercise you know and this is already i mean we're talking about six sets at that point yeah it's already six sets yeah that, that's already very fatiguing mm -hmm. and i um when when it comes to to more let's say hypertrophy work which is of course not that intensive um when it when it comes to to the one rep thing um you usually don't work at at that at, at these reps i mean of course you can build some kind of muscle in within in the range of one to five because usually when when you look into 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 science There's a range of one to 40 reps or something like that yes. where you can build muscle. Where you can build muscle at any rep range. It doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. the thing with that is you always have to consider when you do that, what, how, how uh, much is this killing you? I mean, who does a set of 40 reps of, of back squats? What the fuck? Who's yeah. doing that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can build muscle with that, but then you have to ask yourself, the question is really effective like it takes time to get up to 40 reps in just one set yeah so, absolutely what the fuck yeah. I, i would say it would take at least three minutes for this one set yeah is this really the, what you want i mean uh look at the time and attention that would bring you mm -hmm. I mean, that, that's 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 enough for for pretty much the whole day when you did one set of that. <laughs> yeah. Then again, you, you will have to reduce the intensity you know, because you won't be able to wrap out 40 reps with 
80% of the one already. Yeah, no. You have to go down really low. Yeah, you would have to go down, I don't know, to maybe 50% or something. Ooh, fuck. I don't, I don't even think I could do 40 reps with 110, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> If I really put my mind into this and go really to a RPE 18, I probably would be able to do so, but I, I don't even want to, you know? And that's, that's the thing with that. Um, so that's some, some stuff you have to keep in mind with that. It's not always the best idea to do more reps on st some stuff. But the thing with that is more is not always better. So more reps comes to an end. More sets usually comes to an end. And more intensity usually comes to an end too. Because there will be the time when you just can't recover that. And it's not only can't recover from that given training session, but also not being able to recover from that one rep. I mean, everybody who did a very hard rep knows that this took everything from you. When you, when you do an RPE 10 back squat or an RPE 10 dip, you usually are not able to do that again afterwards. It's just not possible. You usually have to drop down by an immense percentage afterwards yeah you just die <laughs> yeah there, there's basically like this point of diminishing returns where uh the more work you actually put in the less benefits you have you know like doing five sets is good if you add six sets then that would probably probably give you less benefits than the previous five sets And the same thing with another set, like seven sets and eight sets and so on. So every set that you add up, the less effect it actually has. You know? so that happens a lot. That it, especially as it will definitely influence the, the, the time, how long you have to recover afterwards. Mm -hmm. That's the next issue that comes in there. When you did, I mean, as an example, when I did back squats or deadlifts both are very big exercises when i did them the day before they definitely also um have a big impact of my upper body work on the next day definitely yeah i did my back squats and my deadlifts my muscle ups are not that explosive on the next day mm -hmm. that's normal that's normal you have to keep that in mind when you do stuff like that It's, and it's okay that it that it will affect it in a diff, in, in, in a certain way because sometimes you just have to consider all right I'm going to be fatigued a little bit on that day and that and, and it's okay to pay that price because in the overall picture in the bigger picture okay I'm still growing you know because it, it makes no sense to recover three days after every every training sessions yeah it, That, that's not the, the thing that we want to do here. Um, but when you when you jump into that and uh, knowing, all right, I'm going to be a little bit fatigued now, um, <laughs> it's it's okayish to, to pay that price. Um, yeah. you, you, you're going to go a long-term and smarter way usually. And um, the thing with that is always have to balance how much you fatigue yourself in certain ways. 
you know. And when you, when you did like a very, very heavy pull-up session and you really killed yourself, you probably will need some resting until you can do upper body pushing work because also the shoulder girdle will be fatigued. And you will feel that too. It's not always about the lower body and the central nervous system stuff. It's also about muscular fatigue. Yeah. When when you when you did a plant session and really hit it hard, that hits your shoulder girdle a lot. It hits your biceps. It's it's probably not the best idea to do very heavy uh, um, chin ups the next day. Because your 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 biceps will be tired from the planching work, and that's the stuff that you um, have to keep in mind when you do that stuff. Of course, everybody is about yes, uh, like we talked about in in a previous um, episode. Um, yes, is a certain um, split will help you a lot with that recovery work, but also when you do too much in a certain um, training session you affect the other ones too and this is why more is not always better this is this is one stuff uh, uh, just one little part of all of that but more is not always better at that point and on the other hand you also of course have sometimes people who are just doing not enough oh yeah and that's sometimes really also a very very big issue because um, most of the time, we tend to have people who really train hard and love to kill themselves and love to, to train seven days a week. But they are other people who just don't do enough, who think three times a week is just enough. And if I just go for an RPE 7, that's just enough. Of course, for those people, more is better. But this, this episode is a little bit more about the people who tend to work themselves into the ground. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So for those who work at the very minimum, this is not your episode. I'm, 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 I'm not going to be rude or something about that. Yeah, But you, you have to train harder. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely make an episode on that topic. Absolutely. Um, so more intensity is not always better because it's harder to, to uh, recover from that. That's what we learned because the central nervous system always needs some time to uh, recover from that. And it depends on what you give to that. There are people who say when you did a very heavy um, deadlift session, and I'm talking about very heavy, this is not 150 kg, very heavy, very, very heavy. Yeah? Let's say, I don't know, 250 plus, something like that, really heavy weight. Um, you need like 14 days to recover from that. I'm not saying that that's the absolute right thing, but there are people who tell you that and who scheduled their work like that. And um, this this shows, of course, they found, found out for them that's the best way. So they, they you will have people who work that way the best. And that's okay-ish, you know? On, on, on the one thing that we need to understand here is you will not always be at the best when you only go for that what, what, what you have read in a book or something. That's where you start. 
Mm -hmm. There, you always have to adapt to the to the individual, and that's the big issue that um, a lot of people may misunderstand. There are two points. Um, the first one is just because you're an individual, not everything is individual. That's a very, very important one because people always tend to tell you, yeah, but that's the way I always did it and it works for me. It doesn't mean another way wouldn't work better because that's what I thought for years. <clears throat> the way that I do it is so much better than everything else because I thought about it and I'm so much smarter than the rest. And it's not always like that. And then it comes in my, my when, when, when I met my, my personal, my, my coach, you know, he completely killed me. He gave me a complete different thing. And it worked so much better than before. I made massive progress after that. And that's the big uh, thing here. You know, a lot of people think too much they are the special snowflake. And I, I don't, I don't want to attack them or something, but sometimes it's good to reconsider what you think about yourself at that point when it comes to training. Are you really training hard enough? Or are you training too hard? Are you doing too much or too less? Think about it. And the thing with that was what Rado already said. Track it down. See what really works for you. Do you really have it tracked how much sets are you doing at what intensity for a, a, a longer period of time it takes time take half a year for that and that's very important to to keep that in mind yeah. you know that, that's that's one of the things where we always say when we work with people we work at least half a year with people because you don't know a shit about them in the in the beginning you know nothing yeah. Maybe you hit the nail, maybe you don't. It's very, very, very important to, to track things down and really know, okay, how do the people feel when they do that? How's, how's recovery? Sometimes you feel wrecked all the time, but it, you, you just progress like crazy. And then it's okay to use that, but it's, it shouldn't be that what you do the whole year. <laughs> Because being wrecked all year is not, not the best. Yeah. <laughs> all right um more exercises how, how do you feel about that what was what was actually the, the most exercise you did in a training session for i'm not really sure about that if i know it but i think it was like in the range of you mean before barbell coaching or when i came into coaching before or maybe maybe we did it with you i don't know yeah i think it was like in the range of 10 to 12 yeah which isn't really too much, you know. Um, there's definitely a lot of people out there that do a lot more exercises on a given day. Um, and especially beginners, I tend to see that really often. Like people in the gym, um, just like tra training for three to four months, hitting their bicep from every possible angle and also doing the same thing for their back. Uh, when in fact, they would probably just, you know, need much less than that and save themselves a lot of time and effort and still make basically maybe even better progress because they would be able to put in a lot more effort in that uh, less work because they have less work. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, more exercises, it depends. Um, I think like um, when I came into barbell coaching, uh, we were definitely on the higher end in terms of frequency exercises and sets. Uh, and I think it was good like that because uh, we then like um, you know, created the staple and were able to draw conclusions based, based on that. And then see from that, all right, uh, my upper body definitely responds to maybe a higher frequency and more sets. And my lower body is the other way around. You know, like yeah. we, we realize that if I do not so much work with the lower body, I tend to recover better, but still make really good progress. And I tend to have more opportunities to push myself. So um, I have less work for lower body now and I still make you know, like bigger yeah. progress, which is like, it's definitely not the way you would think it is um, because it's always like more is always better. But <laughs> for me, that wasn't the case, at least for the lower body. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, like for right now, for the lower body, I have like two exercises per session and uh, I have four sessions a week. So that's a total of eight exercises per week just for the lower body, um, which is not much at all, you know? Really isn't, and it works very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Look at the numbers. Yeah, works very well, and that's that's very important to uh, really track that stuff down. And I mean, at that point, we have to to con to, to, to keep in mind. Um, but Adi, we are working now together for two years. It's almost two years, yeah. Pretty much, and now we have some, we have some data. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we, we we peaked for two times, so we know what 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 the peaking phase should look like for him, and we still will try out some some stuff. Of course, yeah. we will. Yeah. I mean, we are right now in a in a phase where we peak him for for the lower body peaking, so we will see where this where this will go. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Just, just finding out new strategies for that for him, for him personally, individually. So because you, you always have some stuff. Okay, this works very well. These are strategies that work for a lot of people, but from there on, you have to adapt that for the individual, yeah. and that's yeah. a very important part here because um, it everything is individual, but you're not a snowflake, no. and that that's the the difficult stuff. Yeah, you have to you have to find a balance between. Uh, being a an example from a textbook, you know, having these textbook guidelines, and you, you, can, you definitely have to use that only as a guideline, nothing else, you know. And then you also have to stray away from individualizing too much and going too much into detail because that can cost you, you know, a lot of frustration. Yeah, uh, because you tend tend to go into methods that you know don't really work, and you then stray away from the basics. Yeah. Um, so you have to find a nice balance between those two. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what we learned now is you, you, you take the usual base. From there, you find out what works for you. Yeah. And you, then you, from there, what works really well for you, still you can experiment <laughs> on, on, on little de details. When you know, okay, that's my overall thing that works very well. Okay, let's see what what happens when I do a little bit more of I don't know biceps work. Maybe maybe the details now. Yeah, yeah. Now that you know the big numbers, go into the detail stuff. All right, 
that that's the very important part here because from there you can still do more when you really want to do more you know that's the the, the problem everybody always have have in mind i want to do more because then i get more but more is not always more you know what's the big issue is everybody forgets about recovering more yeah, yeah. more that's mm -hmm. the thing you should do more to progress more <laughs> at that point because you know we we had we had that talking about the intensity we had to talking about the sets now we talked about more reps and we talked about more exercises it's not always like everything more is better but what is always better when you sleep more yeah i've never heard about a person oh i slept too much i just slept too much i'm i'm too recovered <laughs> oh i i can't go go training today because i just i just i'm overpowered <laughs> <laughs> so but we also have to keep in mind um how do i know if something is too much for me how do i know that how do i notice that you can notice that from nagging pain yeah everybody has these small little things where you just ah my elbow just sometimes a little bit mm, i don't know ah Maybe it's uh, my neck and my back hurts a little bit. Sometimes it's the knee a little bit. Then you're doing too much. And on the other hand, we also have to bring in there, when you have that stuff, that's not only about training because that's not all you do all day. Usually maybe you have like two or three hours a day where you train. Maybe, I don't know, four, four to five times a week, which is very much all you need you don't need to train seven days a week but um when you do cycling to your to work every day for 40 minutes and 40 minutes back that's still some volume you accumulate and bring that on your knee and then you wonder why your knee hurts but you didn't consider that you do a lot of cycling work You know, and it can be stuff like that. When you sit in front of a of a of a of a of a, of, of, of a screen all day, and then you wonder why you have neck problems, even if you train neck a lot or not at all, because it's too much volume for your neck, then it might be that volume that adds up too much. And sometimes it's that. So of course we have to keep in mind I The nagging stuff shows you, yes, here is too much. It might be too much. But you have to consider when it comes to the nagging stuff that it's sometimes also just the normal life things that, that bring in that in there. Yeah. I, I think that's actually like you look at it from a lot of different perspectives. Like, is it affecting your training performance in a negative way? Is it affecting your daily life you know your quality of life do you have difficulties performing just normal basic uh, stuff in your everyday you know and maybe also is it affecting your sleep in a negative way you know so like looking at it from different perspectives and seeing if there's really this negative influence of fatigue um and seeing how your body responds to that then most probably you are doing too much Yeah, you know, because 
it's multifaceted and it's not just this one system because it's just an interplay between different systems. It's just your body telling you, hey, you know, take a break, slow it down, and don't go for so much. Absolutely. And also, and, uh, to maybe, I'm sorry. Please, please, please. Uh, maybe just to like connect on the uh, rest thing that we had um, a couple of minutes ago. Like, I realized uh, with myself, the more, the higher the numbers got on lifts, and the more I advanced as an athlete, uh, the more I actually started to recognize and love my rest days. You know? Before, I always had this feeling like, if I do a rest day, I'm basically wasting my time because I'm not doing anything. And this takes away from the opportunity to actually get better at something. You know? And I think this is a fault that a lot of people fall into. And you definitely don't have, shouldn't think like this because rest days are, are valuable. And I think the more advanced you get, the, the more you see that. Because it's so vital for your performance. If you don't have a good rest day or if you don't have a rest day at all, you can't expect to actually be able to load and progress because your recovery will be shit, you know? Um, so yeah, maybe just to kind of add out that. That's so important. And um, this thing with the, with the um, recovery, sometimes you also will see that while recovering that you actually maybe did too much. And um, mm -hmm. just, a, just a small story that I experienced with myself a lot is when I do my, my heavy stuff, which really, I, I never experienced that with upper body stuff. I yep. always experienced that with lower body stuff, like back squats and deadlifts. When I do my heavy sessions, and it's, it's not that I do that in, in the evening, I do them usually in the, in the, in the noon. Um, When I do heavy squats or heavy deadlifts, I sleep a lot shittier than the next night. You know, when I do like, I don't know, two days before I did my heavy squats and at that night, I just didn't sleep that well. Yeah. And um, when, you, when you do that, you know you're going heavy. When it really kills you through that, you should think of maybe the intensities are a little bit too high. But the other hand is, it's not like when you slept one night shitty, <laughs> it's too much. See, if on you gotta watch that from a different perspective. Also, collect that data for a block and think about it. You know, just because you had one night after heavy squatting a day, that was shitty sleep. It's not okay. I'm gonna have to to kill my intensity and stuff like that. Also, <laughs> yeah, I need I need to deload because of one shitty night. I mean, just as an example, Rado didn't sleep that well tonight. So Rado, we definitely go to deload now immediately. Now it's not like that. If you know that your your personal data, you you're not gonna gonna go into that just because of one night, you know. Just because you feel wrecked once, it, it will always happen. Sometimes you have stuff like that. It's also sometimes you made wrong food choices. I mean, wrong, yeah, wrong food choices. Sometimes you choose 
some food which may not be have the best macronutrients to give you a better recovery. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it tastes as good. <laughs> you know, ice cream may not be the best one to recover well. Yeah. But, you know, still, it's like good for the soul, you know? Yeah, and do that. <laughs> if, you are, if you're eating ice cream with people uh, that, you know, you have a good time with, and surround yourself with good people, then that actually might be better for your recovery because it has, has this positive mental aspect to it than actually going to sleep one hour earlier, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, yeah. recovery is, is also a very, very big topic, which mm -hmm. is highly underestimated, but for okay. some people really overrated. Yeah. And so you have to balance that as well. So coming from from this, where I wanted to go with that is when you when you sleep shitty the whole block, the intensity might have been a little bit too much. But mm -hmm. this can also come from external stresses. When you had a lot of work to do that month, it was just too much because you had that big project or something. Or I don't know, there was something, you know. Maybe you moved, you moved houses, and it was just a stressful time. Then you have to consider that into that too, because that that will affect your your recovery. The the more normal your day is, the better it is to track things down. Yeah. That's 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 something most of the people just have have life, and all the things just hit in, and they never never consider all these things in there. But you have to keep that in mind. And that's also some part of it. Sometimes when you have very stressful times in life, like, I don't know, Rado is, is going to have some, some, some uh, exams. At that time, we probably not going to peak him. It might not be the best time for that, you know, because the stress, the overall stress is too much. And then he, he may go into something where he has more nagging stuff. Maybe there is the chance of getting injured a little bit higher. At that point and that's that's some stuff when you when you uh track that stuff down please also track the daily life down considering to that point you know that's that's very important um recovery is a big big topic and the daily life really plays a very big role into that mm. you know that's why a lot of people may get injured in in times like these that we have right now because they're not having that much social um contact so on they don't feel that well the, the 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 personal stress might be a little bit higher because we are social persons you know and people might get into that that there comes more nagging stuff out now and that's some you know it's 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 not like that i say this is for everybody like that but it can be that this is this was the case because you got injured because your your daily life stress was a little bit too high and that's the stuff that we need to consider here too. Keep that in mind that is, we are humans. We are not machines as much as we would love to be machines. I'm a machine. I'm a machine. <laughs> but that, that's some stuff, you know. To, to round it up, because that's one topic we forgot about. The time management. And maybe that's also a little bit of recovery stuff because when you train too much, you don't do anything else than that. 
And yeah. that's something Rado already mentioned here. Um, when you only train, you don't have a normal life. And the stuff, when you do stuff with friends and eat good food with them and all that stuff, also plays a role in recovery. What is your experience with that? Yeah, I mean, like, um, if you train too much, then it will definitely take a hit on your everyday life. And then maybe your energy levels won't be so high. And because of that, you probably won't go, to, go into other activities. Then also, if you do too much stuff, um, as we said, you have to look at it from a time management standpoint. Um, does that extra work really bring you more benefits than actually doing something else? Um, so what I would probably do is just go for uh, less stuff, but with more effort. And that tends to be more effective because if people do more stuff, uh, their effort just kind of dissipates and doesn't exist so much. And, and then we get into stuff like junk volume, but that's a different topic. Um, and you also mentioned uh, these double sessions that you had before. Um, you know, I, from a time management standpoint, and we already talked about that, it's not so effective. Um, you said you have to like go to the gym two times, you have to warm up two times, you have to shower after the gym, gym two times, and this just takes away too much time. So, I mean, for some people that might work, you have the whole day just to train, you know, but for uh, normal individuals who have, you know, responsibilities and obligation, obligations and other stuff happening in their life, time management is a big thing. You know? so, Absolutely. And you have to consider that when adding or thinking about adding extra work in your training program. It will take time, even if it's just one set more. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like if you add one more set on squats, for example, you can, if you do heavy squats, you can count that's like five to 10 minutes extra to a training program. And that's just one set and one exercise, you know? And if you do that across different exercises, that can add up to like, 32 up to 60 minutes under training plan. Yeah. Training yeah. And that and if you don't have that time, it's just it's just not yeah. the best thing to do. And then you actually don't do yourself a favor because then this time thing becomes a stress and your training actually becomes a stress factor and you stress yourself out because you are afraid you're not gonna make the revenue time. And then you actually, you know, you don't have this positive effect on the training. Yeah. Yeah, it's so many factors for that. <laughs> fuck. Oh, now I said fuck. We're done. Explicit language. Explicit, explicit language. All right. Um, so you see, what you, what you learn here today is um, more is not always better, but uh, more can be better when you don't do enough. But on the other hand, how do you know how, how did you do enough? You know, that's the thing here that we definitely need to talk about that stuff because I want you to, to really grow. Uh, that's, that's a big issue. If you need any help with that, finding out how to, how to get into that, all right, I need to find out what's the best volume, what's the best intensity for me? How do I get better at that stuff? We can definitely help you. Uh, hit us up at uh, bar-bellcoaching.de slash links and just contact us where um, just a, a, an easy telephone call and then we're going to see how we can help you at that point, you know? Um, and you would do us a big, 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 big favor if you would take this episode and share it 
on your social media maybe maybe just send it to the people you know they're doing too much and maybe that they, you can help them um just don't do too much or maybe do a little bit more but that's going to be another episode but especially for those who just do too much and we all know these people yeah send them send them that one over um so everybody just grows better gets less injured and has a so much better time in life because he's finally has some more time for some social stuff <laughs> all right have a good one thank you for listening and catch you at the next episode